0: You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Belinda Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. It's the last day of 2017. The very last day. It will never, ever, ever be 2017 again. So in 2018, God has something special planned for each one of us. At this time of the year, all we do is many of us reflect. We sit and we think about what we could have had, what we would have had what we should have had right am i am I speaking to the right people we think of all the things that we thought we would have had breakthrough in all the things that hasn't had breakthrough yet amen we think many of us think we have healing we wanted healing by this time we'd wanted deliverance by this time we'd wanted breakthrough we'd wanted a home we wanted a car many young people want today want to say i would have really have loved a boyfriend by now right <laughs> amen or a girlfriend or a spouse Amen. Am I speaking to the right people? This time of year brings all those emotions to mind. But I want to tell you, it's a good time of year to stop and to reflect because you know why? Because God says to us that in Him is all things. Our expectations are just a fraction of what God has for you. Our biggest dream is too small for what God has planned for you for 2018. Amen. Tend to your neighbour and say, God has a lot more planned for you than what you can think. Many of us believe that if we'd received our healing in 2018, we'd be happy, right? Many of us believe that if we'd received that breakthrough in 2017, we would have been happy, right? We're talking about 2017, we would have been happy, right? Many of us think that, but without realizing that we have all that inside of us already, and his name is Jesus Christ. We have our breakthrough living on the inside of us. His name is Jesus Christ. We have our healing on the inside of us. His name is Jesus Christ. I don't think you're hearing what I'm saying, church. You are waiting for your healing. You're waiting for your deliverance. You're waiting for your breakthrough. where your breakthrough is already on the inside of you. Jesus is your breakthrough. Jesus is your healing. Jesus is your deliverance. Amen? You know, Psalm 139, he says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You've examined my innermost being with your loving gaze. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul and understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book and you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I will take before my journey begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. Let me read that again. You've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow me behind to spare me from the harm of my past. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a father's blessing to me. This is too wonderful, deep, and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I run and hide from your face? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I go down to the realm of the dead, you are there too. If I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you are there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, you are there waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. It's impossible to disappear from you or to ask the darkness to hide me. For your presence is everywhere bringing light into my night. Isn't that amazing? There is no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is as bright as the day. There's no difference between the two. You formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside and woven them all together in my mother's womb. I thank God for making me so mysteriously complex. Amen? Ladies, that is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. I thank God for making me so mysteriously complex. Right? Amen? All the gentlemen, all the men, all the husbands, can I hear you say amen? Amen, amen, amen. Mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing something. Isn't that amazing? You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd ever seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Every single moment you are thinking of me. Every single moment. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Church, this is the God we serve. Oh, God, your desire towards me are more than the grains of sand on the shore. When I wake up each morning, you're still thinking of me. Oh God, come and slay these bloodthirsty, murderous men, for I cry depart from me, you wicked ones. See how they bless in your sacred name and lift up themselves against you, but all in vain. Lord, can't you see how I despise those who despise you? For I grieve when I see them rise up against you. Amen. The Lord is just saying in this thing that he is the beginning, he's the middle, and he's the end of 2018. Many of us are looking for peace, joy, and prosperity on the outside when it's actually living on the inside of us. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? We think our happiness is in our peace and our joy, and our happiness is in our breakthrough. Our happiness is in that perfect job. Our happiness is in that perfect moment where we have everything living on the inside of us. Jesus is happiness, right? Jesus is joy. Jesus is prosperity. Jesus is breakthrough. Do you get what I'm saying this morning, church? We're looking for something that we already have. You are busy planning for something that you already have on the inside of you. You already have your healing if Jesus is on the inside of you. That it hasn't manifested yet, that's not the point. It will manifest. Amen? Because darkness cannot beat light. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? Sickness cannot beat what God has done on the cross. So for now, if you have symptoms know that the healer is on the inside of you. You're not waiting for your healing. You're not waiting for 2018. He's already on the inside of you. Amen? Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say he's on the inside of you. Because the first place that you must prosper is in your spiritual life. Before healing, before deliverance, before breakthrough, you have to prosper in your spiritual life. Amen? Why does it help you get your breakthrough and you cannot maintain it? Wouldn't it be worse to receive your breakthrough and lose it? Wouldn't it be worse to receive your healing and lose it? That is why you have to prosper in your spiritual life first. Because if your spiritual life is sorted, everything else is sorted. Then if you get your healing, you can maintain it. If you get your, your deliverance, you can maintain it. If you get your breakthrough, you can maintain it. Amen? Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need Jesus. More than you need anything else. You need Jesus. More than anything else that you need in your life. Amen? You need Jesus. Are you looking for hope? God says there's always hope. Why are you looking for hope? He's living on the inside of you. Do you get what I'm saying this morning, church? We are looking for something that's actually on the inside of us. Right? His name is Jesus. He is hope. So we're looking for hope, but we already have hope. It's on the inside of us. God found Gideon in the hole. He found Daniel in the lion's pit. He found Esther in the palace. He found Ruth on the fields. And guess what? He found you in South Africa. I don't think you hear me, Chet. God has been around. God was on the battlefield with David. He was in the palace with Esther. God was there. God was there when Hannah gave birth to her baby when she was called Baron. God found them. God was aware of them. And guess what? He's found you already. He's no different. He didn't change over time. Amen? He says he knows there's hope. Hope is the anchor of our souls. Hope lives on the inside of you, Jesus Christ. So I'm asking you this morning, are you looking for hope? Because hope already lives on the inside of you, Jesus Christ. Are you looking for love? Are you looking for love, ladies, gentlemen? We all look for love, right? We all want to be loved and accepted. Everybody needs it. Everybody wants it. But love lives on the inside of you already. It's Jesus Christ. Amen? And at the point of time, God will bring the partner. I promise you, if it's not 2008, it's 2019, so what? Let God bring the perfect person at the right time, right? Because the perfect person in your life is heaven on earth. The wrong person is hell on earth. So you, you are looking for love, but God loves you beyond measure. He's engraved you on the palm of his hand. I haven't seen one spouse with the other person's name engraved in the palm of their hands, right? I don't even have my husband's name engraved in the palm of my hand. And I really don't know how many hairs are on his head, right? But God loves you unconditionally. He's engraved you. His thoughts are towards you all the time. In the morning, his thoughts are towards you. In the afternoon, in the evening, his thoughts are towards you. He loves you completely. He loves you when you are doing well. He loves you when you are not doing well. He loves you when you spend time with Him. He loves you when you don't spend time with Him. This is the God we serve, church. So you are looking for love, but love is living on the inside of you. You are looking for hope, but hope is living on the inside of you. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning, church? When, When the Lord gave me this message, it was just so wow, because people are always looking for something on the outside where everything is already on the inside, right? We just don't know it yet. I don't think we've got an idea of what God thinks of us. Love lives on the inside of you. Are you looking for peace? What brings peace? A good house, a good car, good family, obedient children. What brings peace? <laughs> Amen. We are looking for peace. But peace lives on the inside of us. What are you looking for? Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? In 2017, it's not a time to be down everything that we haven't got or but everything that we think we should have had or we could have had or why did God do this or why did God not do this God is God right today we can rejoice in knowing that we have love we have hope we have peace on the inside of us and that covers everything turn to a an neighbour and say you have peace on the inside of you you have love on the inside of you You have hope on the inside of you. But you know what many people fear? Many people fear. This time of year, many people are down. They don't want to go into 2018. Many people start thinking, but how am I going to make 2018? I barely made 2017. Amen? But fear is a very, very deceptive enemy because it takes your focus away from the very thing that gives you life, and that's the spirit. You don't have to fear. You don't have to fear. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's no fear in God's love. You don't have to fear 2018. God is already there. And guess what? God is already there in 2019. And God is there in 2020. And God is there in 2021. And God is there in 2022. Amen? Amen? So we don't need to fear. Fear cripples our hearts. Amen? Are you looking for peace? He lives on the inside of you. Are you looking for your protection? How are we going to be safe in South Africa in 2018, right? God never said that the weapons wouldn't form. Remember in the Bible it says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but strong to you for putting down the forces. God never said the weapons won't form, but he said they they won't prevail. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? God says they won't prevail. The weapons will not prevail against you. we've got assurance. We've got assurance in 2018. Amen? We've got assurance that our marriage is going to be secure. Why? Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We have the Holy Spirit on the inside. We have assurance that our future is set in 2018. Why? Because God is already there. He was there when Esther was in the palace, and he's there in 2018. Right? It's us that fear in our own selves when we're trusting in our own abilities, right? But God is already there. There's nothing to fear in 2018, right? So God is our love. God is our peace. God is our hope. God is our protection. What else is God, church? God is our dream. Dream again. Start dreaming again. Dream big dreams. God says his hope will not disappoint us. Dream big things for 2018. If it's big enough for you, small enough for you to actually accomplish it, it's too small for God, right? Who would have thought God would have graced us with this building? We always, we said, Lord, thank you, we'll trust you. But we, when we stand and even look at the building now, we say, Lord, how? Because it's way bigger than us, right? We're in a school hall, and the Lord has given us a beautiful home. So start to dream again those dreams that you've put aside, those dreams that that you think have been disappointed and are on the rocks, God is not finished with you yet. God is not finished with you yet. He hasn't given up on you or your dream. On the contrary, He wants to give you more than what you think. What is your dream? God has not given up on you. He is the dream giver living on the inside of you. Not just the giver, He has everything to make that dream happen in his time right that's where trust comes in again but it's not over church turn to your neighbor and say it's not over god has got you god parted the red sea for moses what is the sea in your life is it bigger than the red sea right what is that thing in your life is it bigger than parting a red sea is it bigger than shutting lions mouths is it bigger than being thrown in a furnace and not dying just by the smoke or the, the heat before you even getting the fire? What is it? Ask yourself today is my dream, is my challenges I face bigger than a Red Sea? Because God was in the Red Sea, and guess what? He's right there in your challenge as well. So for you today, it's maybe not a Red Sea, it's something else, but He's there. He's there already. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? You need to start dreaming again. And if your dream is not alive, ask God for a new dream. Because it's not over. It's not over. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's not over. God isn't finished with you yet. God isn't finished with you yet. Church, you're not hearing what I'm saying. God isn't finished with you yet. (laughs) Right? He's not finished with you. He's not finished with you. What you think you can do in your life, he wants to do far more, far more. But we limit him because we think we can only accomplish so much or we're scared to dream because of disappointment, right? Who hasn't been disappointed? Even in the Bible, oh, Peter. Oh my gosh, I look to Peter again. My word, that man went through a lot. Yeah, he gets called on the, on the, on the, on, but when he didn't have a good fish and he comes to share, he comes to work with Jesus. And then at a point, he tells, tells Jesus what he should do and Jesus almost calls him Satan. Right? I think that's a pretty bad mark against you. Okay? Then he's in the boat and Jesus says, he says, I want to come. And Jesus says, Come, it's okay, Peter, come. And he comes and then he can't even keep his eyes on Jesus. He sinks. Boom. Amen? Yes, Peter. And he still, But you know what? Peter's character needed certain molding and God was busy with him and Peter didn't run away from it, right? Peter was one of three disciples that was there when Jairus' daughter was raised. Peter was one of three, three that God allowed at the transfiguration on the mountain. Can you believe it? The same man that makes mistakes because you know what? The, he made a mistake, but he wasn't a mistake. Turn to your neighbor say, if you make a mistake... It doesn't doesn't mean you are the mistake. But what do we do, church, when we make a mistake? Oh, my gosh, Lord, me, me again. And then Jesus comes to Peter and says, Peter, Simon, Simon. It's like he's so concerned about him. You know, if you say somebody's name twice, Belinda, Belinda. (laughs) It's like you, you want to tell me something? And it's like your heart is full. And he denies Jesus three times. After already called, being called Satan, after already, already sinking at the on the water when he's supposed to trust the Lord, and he had the opportunity again to run from God, to run away. And guess what? Oh, Peter's got such a thick skin. He just comes back. Hallelujah. God meets him. He goes to him. He says, Peter, do you love me? I love you. Come. It's okay. Your mistakes aren't detrimental to me. Because Peter was not the mistake. Do you hear what I'm saying? We grind ourselves for all the wrongs we have done. But you are not the wrong. Do you get what I'm saying? Peter was not the mistake. He made a mistake. You are not a mistake. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are not a mistake. You may make mistakes, but you are not a mistake. Amen? Amen. And Peter shows us that God uses him in the end to to convert the first, first 3,000 people. He establishes churches. and all. And it's not recorded in the Bible, but they say that Peter was crucified upside down because he said, I cannot even be crucified in the same way as my Lord Jesus because I don't deserve it. The same Peter that took his eyes off Jesus. The same Peter that denied him three times. The same Peter that went down in the water. <laughs> Amen? But the one thing we can learn from Peter is he did not run away from the Lord. Don't run away when you make a mistake. There's nothing too big for God to fix. Amen? You can run to him any time. If Peter can make it, I can make it, right? And if you, I can make it, you can make it, right? We can all make it. Just keep at it. Don't keep everything from the past against you. You know, this time of the year as well, you like run all your files from all the past. What I've done, what I should have done. And yeah, all the mistakes I've made, all the things I should have done, could have done, I haven't done. Oh my Lord, what am I going to do now? You know what I'm saying? Leave the past. It's over. You can never go back to that day again. It's over. And if you've repented and said, sorry, God has not even remembered it anymore. He says, he throws it in the deepest part of the ocean. It's over. Amen? We remind ourselves of it. Don't let the shadows of yesterday cloud your tomorrow. Don't let the shadows of yesterday cloud your new sunrise. Yeah, the God wants to bring a new sunrise every morning. And he says, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. There's joy in the morning. There's joy in the morning. And I'm going... Um, Lord, yesterday, all the shadows of yesterday I just bring into today. Amen? The Lord's got you, church. He's got you covered. Hallelujah. The Lord says, see, I'm doing a new thing in Isaiah 43, verse 18. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. God is doing a new thing. God is aware of you. God is aware of you. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? Moses, when Moses was taken as a little baby and laid in the basket to go and float on the Nile, his mom had to put him in the hands of God. Right? She didn't know if that basket's going to tip. I don't think she'd done 14 experiments before that day. Right? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. This is how I think of these things. She took baby Moses and put him in the basket and said, God, I'm putting him in your hands. And then God was aware of him. While he's floating down the river, God was aware of him. He was keeping the water out of the basket, right? When he, she, he met Pharaoh's daughter, God was aware of him because she could have had him killed on the spot. God was aware of him. When Miriam came, and said, we'll look after him and brought the mom back. God was aware of Moses. Growing up in the courts, God was aware of Moses. When Moses killed someone in anger, God was aware he was aware of moses when he said god but i stutter god was aware of him amen when he took the israelites into the desert god was aware amen can you imagine having such a big congregation hallelujah when he had to open the red sea god was aware of him god was aware god had been around all the time even in his good times in his bad times in his weaknesses, when he said, I can stu- I'm i stuttering. And in his strengths, when he led the congregation, God was aware. And you know what? God was aware when he died. Amen. Today, you could put your name in there. God is aware of you, Richard. He's aware of the very first day you were born. He was aware of all the plans that God ha- he has for you. He was aware of your schooling. He was aware of meeting your, your woman. He was aware when you had children. He was aware when you chose a church. God is aware. I'm trying to make it clear for you how aware God is because he's on the inside of you. Amen? The same God that was with Moses is the God that's with you. The same God. He's aware. Amen? Hallelujah. We serve a living Jesus. Amen? He's aware of your beginning and your middle and your end. But don't let the shadow of yesterday spoil the sunrise of tomorrow don't let the shadow of yesterday spoil the sunrise of tomorrow. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't let the shadow of yesterday spoil the sunrise of tomorrow. Refuse to take it anymore, church. It's time to put your foot down and say, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Bible says, shout, restore. But you know what we do? We because you think you deserve it. The Bible says, shout, restore. What the enemy has stolen, shout, restore. What is stolen in your family, in your, in your, in your situation, in your job, in your, in your past, say, restore. We are not timid, weak people. We are warriors. Our sword is our obedience. Amen. Let tomorrow be. And start shouting, restore. You know, many people today are depressed. It's a big thing all over the news, everywhere. People depressed because people have lost their will to fight. But you know what? The God, the person that gives you the will to fight is living on the inside of you. His name is Jesus Christ. He's not in a bottle. He's living on the inside of you. If Jesus could fight for your soul when you didn't even know you were choosing, how much more can you fight? Because he says, my ability is your ability. What I can do, you can do. If I can walk in power, you can walk in power. Because you're mine. And I'm in you. Christ is in you. His blood is speaking for you. If I put a green glass here and I look through the glass, I would see green, right? All of you would look green. God's blood, Jesus' blood is here. Speaking for you. It's speaking for you. It's saying it's enough. It's enough, restore what the enemy has stolen. Amen? When are we going to start getting our voice again, church? When are we going to start roaring like the church God has planned us to be? Right? Do you hear what I'm saying? Dream again in 2018. Roar again. The line of the tribe of Judah is on the inside of you. What else do you need? You have love living on the inside of you. Peace, joy, patience, goodness, faithfulness all living on the inside of you. So how do you prepare for 2018? Number one, honor and obey God in everything. Honor and obey God in everything. Nobody honors God by accident. I don't get up this morning and I oops, I honored God. Honor God in everything, right? Your sword in honoring God is your obedience. If God says left, go left. If God says stop, stop. Not why, Lord. You don't love me. You don't want to give me everything I really need. Huh? Don't we all do that? Lord, it should have happened already. Hello? <laughs> Amen? Honor God in everything. Respect God in everything with the sword of your obedience. Discover who you are in Christ. Take the scripture and see what is what God is saying about you. What is it that God says about you? Have you ever taken the Word and read it and said, seen what God says about you and written it down? You will be surprised. I teach the music ministry. Three chapters a day, starting 1st of January by December and five on a Sunday. By December, you've read your whole Bible. How easy is that? Three chapters every day and five on a Sunday. Do you think you can do that? Then you read through your whole Bible. In one year. Who can say they've read through the whole Bible? Don't put up your hands. Because <laughs> many of us like those nice scriptures. We go to those scriptures that the Lord will fight for me and I can do all things. And when I'm going through a hard time, I just play Russian roulette to open the Bible and slap it open. Like, what are you saying, Lord? Light, Right? Who hasn't done that? And then the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. 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 I need this one. I need this one. But when you're reading the Bible systematically from Genesis to Revelations, every day, God will use that scripture to speak to you because he already knows what's in that day. Amen. So honor God in 2018 in everything. Discover who you are. You are pregnant with many blessings. My husband actually spoke to me last night. He said, we are pregnant with many blessings. We are pregnant with a lot of breakthrough. But at a point in time, it will come point in time, it'll come out. Amen? So nourish yourself with the right things to keep that pregnancy, that promise alive. When I'm pregnant with a baby, I must eat the right food, sleep the right amount, right? Do what I have to do to make sure baby gets everything. It's the same with God's word on the inside of us and our promises. The dangerous thing about going outside of God's will is to to get what you want, is that you will have to stay outside of his will to keep it. Let me repeat that. The dangerous thing about going outside of God's will to get what you want is that you will have to stay outside of His will to keep it. Okay? That's why we have to be in the will of God. The dangerous thing about going outside of God's will to get what we want is that you will have to stay outside of it to keep it. Because if it's not God's will and you want to get back in what God's will, what will happen? Forgive from the heart. Forgiving 70 times 7 means to forgive forever. Because most of us are not really good at maths. And I don't know how many times that is per minute or per second, but it's a lot. Right? <laughs> so forgiving 70 times 7 means to forgive forever. Not just people around you, church. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for all the things you haven't done, should have done or could have done or you keep so many things against yourself, and you hate yourself. And the Lord says, "Love your neighbor like you love yourself." Oops, we got trouble. Oh. <laughs> Amen. When you look in the mirror, say, "Hey, gorgeous." <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Because we have to love what God has given us, and this is ourselves. How do you live with yourself if you hate yourself? It must be a really long day, because the person never goes away. Amen. You have to get a place of peace with yourself. We you say, you know what, Billence? You've made good decisions. You've made bad decisions. God has been good to you through all of those decisions. He doesn't keep them against you. Right? He still loves you. But we think of God like we, a natural man, would think of God. A natural person would think of a natural person. So forgive in 2018. Continually. So what is discover, honor God. Discover yourself. Forgive. Before the clock strikes 12 tonight, forgive. Let it go. It's not worth it to take all that poison into 2018. It's a year of a, with a difference, right? So if we go in in a good way, it's going to be a good year with a difference. But if we go in with a bad way, our bad things can also be a little different, Right? <laughs> So forgive everyone tonight. Take time. If that's the best thing you can do before 12 o'clock. Lord, people have wronged me, but you keep the books. Right? God keeps the books. Do you know what I mean when I say that? God knows. God knows. Amen? And forgive yourself. Forgive those around you. Forgive family members. Before 2018 that we go going on a clean slate. And then God will do the blessing. You do the forgiving, God will do the blessing. Right? Can you imagine what will happen? Because the word of God will become alive again. If you have a fence in your heart, the word of God is like reading a book. Because the Holy Spirit cannot illuminate things to you like he should. Because he cannot live with a fence. Amen? Let it go. Let it go, church, in 2000, before 2018. Don't look at your current temporary situation. Joyce Meyer says we need to take God out of our emergency-only box and allow him to into our everyday life. Right? Anybody can start, but it's about how we finish. Learn to sow in the Spirit and learn to reap in the Spirit. Do you know what I'm saying? Learn to sow in the Spirit, learn to reap in the Spirit. So sow good seed. You never know when that seed is going to come up. You're pregnant with promises already. It's there. You just need to nurture it and let it grow until God lets it come out. Amen? Amen. turn to your neighbor and say, you have a good seed on the inside of you. His name is Jesus. He's already in 2018. He holds your future. He has a light for every shadow. He has a relief for every sorrow. He has a plan for every tomorrow. Let me say that again. He has a light for every shadow. He has a relief for every sorrow. And he has a plan for your tomorrow. You're a child of promise. The promise is living on the inside of you. His name is Jesus. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? You're a child of promise. You have the promise on the inside of you. It's like having everything on the inside of you all the time. So everything we actually need, if we want love, joy, peace, breakthrough, salvation, healing, deliverance in 2018, all you are actually saying is, you need Jesus. You need Jesus in 2018. Amen? That's all you are saying. If I have Jesus, I have love. I have peace. I have a promise. I have my healing. I have my deliverance. I have my breakthrough. If I have Jesus.